going into my basketball. Every time I rock, man, this is how we rap around. Peace to my man. Now we got the camera out. Every time I spit it, cross over the Alright, hello everyone, this is Josh, also known as Yashu, and you're tuning into episode 35 of the TLOI Talks podcast. We're almost at uh, 40 uh, right now, so like definitely tune in, watch like a lot of the stuff, you know. You know, you'll definitely see like a lot of amazing stuff uh, right here, and you know, I have this very special guest right here today. He's the founder and owner of Ghost Town Records, has done like a lot of like dope uh, projects, new projects in the works too, Behind the Light. But in terms of other projects, he's dropped GTR, Phantom Opera, Long Live King Casper, Ghost, Concept City. You've seen him on every freestyle, every show, you know, every event that you'll know. And ladies and gentlemen, we have Ghost Boy RJ in the building. How are you doing today, man? Hey, yo! (laughs) What's good, man? Ghost Boy RJ, a.k.a. King Casper. Uh, Glad to be here. Definitely, like I was saying, dope space. Fucking glad to be on the platform. I think, yeah, today's going to be a dope interview, so I'm excited. Yeah, man. Like, when we tapped in at the album release uh, party, like, you know, for the album listening party, actually, it's mm. actually, like, a dope experience, you know, meeting you, getting those vibes going, and, you know, I love the space, too, and, like, I love, like, the sound that you have uh, right now with the whole, like, Boom Bap, Griselda-style uh, rap and all that, like, with your <laughs> own infusion, with your other stuff, too, so mm. it's very unique from there. Like, you, your stuff, like, Switch, it's, like, very, like, amazing to see, and, like, all the other projects are, like, dope from there, too. And, like, just, like, getting the research from, like, other content, it's very interesting to hear, you know, meeting up with Redman, performing at Alma Combo, you know, it's dope to see and all that. <laughs> Initially, I was about to say, like, Ghostway RJ, how are you doing today? I kind of messed up a little bit, too, but, yeah, that's <laughs> all good either way, you know? Man, honestly, yeah. Like, in terms of everything that you just listed, like, I guess the only difference would be um, with Redman. I didn't have a chance to meet him. But um, that was more just like an interaction via Instagram. Where ah, true, true. We had a dope exchange. Fucking was able to show him some beats. Fucked with the shits. But um, I can tell that it really isn't anything to him because he already portrays himself as like a guy on the ground level that doesn't mind like tapping yeah. in with like what's coming up. But um, yeah, no, I'm I'm doing great. Been busy, like you're saying, like every week since like I think beginning of April. Fucking just been performing doing interviews, working on albums. Like, I already have this project rolling out. Like, I'm glad that you came out to the listening because that shit was, that was really dope. That was really dope. Like, having all the heads in the room, fucking, like, actually giving an experience for the community. Like, that's that's more, like, what I am trying to do or what yeah. I'm trying to offer. So Yeah, no, I'm also like that, more so, like, tapping in with the community. And likewise, I definitely have to respect that, you know, so, yeah, man. So I want to get it started right here. So you grew up in Toronto and Brampton. So where did you grow up in those ends? And what were like the environments like for you in like both towns and like as a kid, like at that time too? So I was born in Toronto. Um, we lived up in Toronto, I think up until I was like three or four. And then after that, we moved over to Brampton. Um, still at the same spot, actually. Oh, true. And, yeah, that's more downtown Brampton in terms of where I was from in Toronto, more West End. Oh, true, true. And, um, yeah, no, it was definitely dope, I guess, growing up in Brampton because everything in terms of, like, family, um, different opportunities, different events growing up, or even just, like, going to camp, everything, I would just come back to Toronto. Like, I spent a lot of time um, near, like, Humber Ends, Fucking going to summer camps when I was younger. Um, but for the most part, yeah. I had my childhood in Brampton. Spent a lot of time over there. 
very diverse community. Yeah. Get shot on a lot, but <laughs> <laughs> nah, most neither of here nor yeah, there, man. you know. Yeah, man. Like, I mean, Toronto and Brampton, like, they're like unmatched, like when it comes to the music scene. Like, I think it's really like unexplainable and all that. Like everyone like popped up either from Toronto or Brampton, like Thanks. whether it's Tory Lanez, Drake, uh, Nav, uh, Lisi Cara, much more like even with the underground too, you know, with Toby, with um, mm-hmm. Spitty, with Big Juice, with all these other guys too, it's unmatched. But like in the area that you grew up in, like in Brampton, like downtown, was it big in terms of uh, music at the time growing up? Um, Real shit. I would say Brampton never even, honestly, still doesn't get credit when it comes yeah. to, like, the music scene. But, like, just like you said, like, there are so many people that came from Brampton. Like, Raz came from Brampton. Toby came from Brampton. Tori came from Brampton. Fucking so many different people. And I guess right now, there's a large number of cats coming from Brampton that I'm just like, okay, like, it's really time. Like, GRG Cults. Um... We got TMG, got fucking Spitty, um, who else? Uh, off the top of my head, we got the homies, so shout out to GTR. Got to put out the homies because we're all Brampton representatives. And yeah, like, just because of the amount of stuff that's coming out right now, there's a surge where we are all from Brampton and we are all representing. We're not just like being like, okay, hey, I'm Canadian or... I'm going to tell you I'm from Toronto and I'm not from Toronto type shit. It's more just like, yeah, it's like, no, I'm I'm from Brampton. I'm going to let you guys know and we're going to show y'all what we're going to do in the community. Nah, 100%, man. And I know that you already talked about like how the childhood was like pretty like at that time, like a very great experience going to camp and much more too. Facts. But in terms of Goose Boy RJ, like what were you like as a kid, teenager, like young adult, like at that time, you know, like just from the start until now, you know? <laughs> um okay so i could say from young i definitely was like a huge nerd when it came to like still am when it comes to anime when it comes to like uh superheroes and comics when it comes to video games and shit so i spent a lot of my time doing that um also like spend time Training in martial arts, did that for seven years. It was a dope experience. Um, fucking, other than that, I didn't really do too many sports. I really just like, like keeping to my creative mediums, which would be apart from what I like already listed. It started off with just like visual arts. Um, I used to like paint a lot, still do paint, I have an easel and everything. Um, draw. Then after that, slowly it became music because. I started picking up the bass and that's because in terms of like my frame of reference when it comes to music was a lot of like old school R&B, a lot of old school hip hop, uh, reggae, like country and also a lot of like alternative rock, um, like pop rock, um, screamo, like et cetera, et cetera. And yeah, I was just driven to play the bass because I was like, yo, I really like tuning in to how the bass runs on instrumentals or on beats. So I played regular electric bass. I played upright bass. In high school, they didn't have any actual strings at the school that I went to. So I had to transition over to tuba. Did that. Um, while I was in high school, also picked up poetry because I was inspired by my... Shout out to Mr. Taylor. 
Mr. Lamonico, um, my English teacher back in the day. And, um, yeah, like, he used to do this thing called Tupac Tuesdays where he would take his book and literally read one of his poems every single Tuesday. And it would start off with that and the track. So I got inspired to write poems, and that slowly transitioned over to rapping because um, a company, well, not a company, an organization, not-for-profit, uh, called Unity, started doing after-school programming at my school. So with Unity, the whole thing about it is they do outreach towards underserved youth or just people needing a space to exercise their art, and they give people the opportunity to practice those things for free. So, like, um, they focus on all the core elements of hip-hop, including breakdance or actually all types of dance. Um, spoken word, emceeing, they introduce beat production, they have beatboxing, uh, the list goes on, like graffiti, et cetera, et cetera. So I'll go to those after-school programs. I'll learn more about hip-hop because, like I said, my frame of reference was a bit different. I, was, I didn't really listen to um, a lot of hip-hop until I got to, like, middle school. So I had a lack of understanding when it came to the culture. But through that it developed my understanding and I was able to start to manifest like the different things I would talk about through my poems and transition them over to like my songs. So the same person that I tapped in with for the album that I'm putting out, uh, Switch, I was able to link with him because they came to our school to introduce the programming and they had an assembly and I was chosen from the crowd to take him to a class to do a mock workshop. So because I was making that transition over to rapping, I was able to show him the first track I had, which honestly was Garbanzo <laughs> in like retrospect. Like it was trash, but he was like, yo, like keep working on this. This is dope, you know? Because yeah. I guess the fact that I had the balls to really come up to him and be like, yo, this is, how do you, how do you feel about this? You know, knowing that he was nice. And, um, yeah, like, after that, funny enough, he did the mock workshop there, but he ended up doing um, facilitation at another school afterwards. Yeah. So I never seen him until when I turned 19. I I was like, yo, I'm, I'm nice. That was, like, four years of working. I was 15 at that time, practiced on my craft. And instead of just, like, reaching out traditionally and being like, yo, let's work, I was like, yo, I sent him two tracks, three tracks that I recorded on his beats without even hitting him up at first. And I just sent them to him. I was like, yo, I want to work. I'm ready. My bad. I was like, yeah, I'm ready. And um, he was like, yeah, for sure. Like, pop up. And because I was 19, it just made sense because, like, I could actually converse with him now. I can actually, like, talk to him and get the mentorship that I needed without any like stipulations because I'm too young or whatever. So yeah, it just worked out like that. And I guess I developed with him from like 1920 up until now. And throughout that time, I was able to grow as an artist. Like 2019, I started producing myself. Um, I was able to learn a lot from him, which added to my production because I was rapping from 2016. And yeah, that brings me here. No, nah, well, definitely because uh, when he talked about like 
you know, Unity Charity, they've helped out like a lot of people that I've actually like tapped in with uh, Michael Morales, who goes by Quincy, you, you know, like he Sick. was performing at this like festivals yeah. and all that. Uh, Moby Mala, like I actually like tapped in with him like a while back, uh, very dope artist too. So when you hear like Unity Charity, they've actually brought like a lot like within that forefront. Like Toby was performing at their events. Yep. They had Main Source. They had uh, the sorority with Hawaii Mighty yep. and like Phoenix and like Lex Leosis like way before. So it's like interesting uh, to hear too. And like even like it's interesting to hear about the anime references like, you know, getting into anime and martial uh-huh. arts too because hip hop and, an- and anime and martial arts, they come together, you know, Wu-Tang, you yep. know, Space uh, Ghost Perp, all that type of stuff, you know. Yep. So like a lot of them are tapped in either way, you know. I feel like, I feel like when it comes to anime, because anime never was actually popular for a very long time. It was very frowned upon in terms of like being grown and watching it. But I grew up with that from like I was seven years old. And I guess it was a smooth transition because, yeah, like I went from watching like a lot of these movies with subtitles, these kung fu flicks, these martial arts films with like people like Donnie Yen People like um, like Jet Li, Jackie Chan, all these people I used to really fuck with. And when I seen anime, I was like, what? There's cartoon versions? Okay, sick. <laughs> this is only natural. Yeah, exactly. And like, um, I guess now the transition is a lot more smoother because it's a lot more yeah. cool to like yeah. anime now. So shout out to all y'all. Well, yeah. If you're an OG anime fan, shout out <laughs> to you, man. Nah. That's holy. <laughs> <laughs> nah, 100%, man. Nah, I got you, man. But yeah, I mean, you talked a lot about your musical background and history, like wh- how you started off and everything else too. Mm. But what inspired you to become that rapper, that artist, taking that craft seriously and just like moving on from there, you know? So, like I was showing you, like, in terms of the inspiration, I naturally just liked being creative. But in terms of taking it seriously, um, a little bit after I stopped training martial arts, um, the style of martial arts that I actually practiced was called Gojudo. Uh, shout out to the IOGKF. Um, but yeah, like, I would do meditation every single class. And I was in class like four times a week. That was before and at the end of every every single class. So because I wasn't practicing anymore, I would meditate on my own. And there's one specific day, and this has never happened again, where I would med- I was meditating and everything was good. Um, usually I interchange in between different things I like to listen to when I'm meditating. So like sometimes it'll be like white noise. Uh, sometimes it'll be like harmonic bells, uh, sound bowls. But sometimes it'll be instrumentals. So... On that day, I was listening to instrumentals and I tapped into the deepest state of like meditation I've ever had. And in that, it felt like 15 minutes where I was just like in an isolated room and all I could see are just like projections of just like different scenes. One was like me performing in front of a crowd. One was me being in the studio. And after I tapped out, I looked at the clock and I was like, oh, shit, four hours passed. And it felt so quick. But I was like, yeah, no, I I need to keep with this. And yeah, God willing, I was able to see those things come to come to light. Uh, definitely want to like grow the scale. But 
the inspiration is definitely like having that experience, seeing it being so accessible and actually like looking into the come ups from all the people I personally listen to. And when I seen how the stories went, I seen the similarities and I was like, there's, there, there's absolutely no way why I can't do this myself. Nah, 100% man. And you know, it gravitates to like when you work with like other people too, because like when they have that same energy, like it's always going to go up from there and all that. And like, I know you've talked about like inspirations uh, for a bit too, like in other interviews and in other content too. But like in terms of like working with like artists too, like who would you want to like work with someday? Ooh, good question. Um, who would I want to work with? Off the top of my head, if I'm thinking about like what I'm listening to, um, shout out to Medhain, uh, definitely a dope artist. I want to work with Earl. Definitely want to work with. Um, I would love to have the chance to work with. Um, Why slipping right now? There's like I think Mavi. Uh, there's like uh, this other guy uh, too. Um, uh, Maxo. Like if you were Maxo's talk- fire yeah. too. Maxo's fire. And then I think listen to Mavi as well. True, true. Uh, um, but uh, I, I'm trying to think of it right now. Like Body James or something like that. Or funny enough, I almost did that. I almost did that. <laughs> like three, two years ago. Um. I got in contact with his team and yeah, I was like, yo, what's your feature price? And me being the fucking like young and like, I guess not as knowledgeable RJ at that time. (laughs) When I got a response, I didn't know what to do. (laughs) (laughs) I got a response. It was like, I'm not even going to say the feature price, but I got the price and I was like, whoa, like I can, I'm, I was going to get a loan to get this fucking feature. I didn't know I wasn't ready at the time, but uh, I listened to my gut and I was like, yeah, no, I'm just going to pass. Because if I did, of course, it would have been an amazing look, but what's, what's a feature if you're not ready for it, you know? Um, But in terms of producer wise though, uh, if can I add producers to the conversation? Yeah, nah, no worries, man. So, so I have Earl and I have Medhain in terms of artists. Nah, sure. In terms of producers, definitely want to work at Alchemist. Uh, definitely want to work at Knowledge, and I think there's like Derringer, Nicholas Craven. Ooh, yeah, Nicholas Craven. Yeah, I'm going to really try and tap in with. Yeah. That's definitely like, somebody I want. He's, to he's with from MCL, so like most likely, like that connect would be good too. Um. There's Raz, there's yep. Mike Shab. Um, yep. who, else, who else am I thinking of? Uh, this guy named Conductor Williams or something like that? Or? He's Beats Are Fire. Yeah. He's Beats Are Fire. Yeah. He produces a lot for the Alchemists. Yeah. I mean, not for Alchemists, for Rome Streets. In, and Rome yeah, Streets. Yeah. Um, but, stopped on pick. Uh, I was actually going to say Kei Trinata. Kei Trinata? Ah, true. Shout out to Kei Trinata that just dropped. Yeah. Damn. Phenomenal. <laughs> <laughs> nah, like likewise, man, yo. But yo, in terms of you know you being in the booth and all that, or you being in that studio, mm. what's that creative process like when making music, and what would a day in recording or making music be like for you? Hmm. So depends on what we're doing. Depends on the setting. Um, 
because like another shameless plug uh with the label gtr we actually run these events called the auction and cookup and with that it's essentially we get six hours of studio time artists pull up for free um we get a guest producer along with our own production we have the cookup that comes first of uh, yikes the cookup that comes first and essentially that entails a pool of 10 beats that we get to pick from whoever's in the room three joints that we're going to wax so within that 3 hours time we get three songs and after that we get into the auction which is where aside from the community pool we have a separate pool of beats that we put up to auction and it's a dope event we've held it a few times we have uh we actually have footage that we're going to be putting out soon from that um but i'm bringing it back soon so like in those it'll be like i'm chilling have the beats getting everybody to write everybody's smoking everybody's vibing um but there are also times where i'm just like in my room by myself and just like literally listening to a bag of samples seeing what i want to tap in with and I guess when it comes to the creation of the music, it's always depending on, I guess, the feeling at the time because of the access or the yeah. to resources yeah. that I have. Yeah. So like since I have a good team of producers as well as my own production, yeah. it's like, okay, what am I going to get into today? You know? Wow, so. How do you feel about like sample snitching uh, right now? Because like, <laughs> that's like a uh, crazy thing uh, going on at the moment, you know? So... Thumbs down Stop snitching man Stop sample snitching dog Facts Facts Cause like I don't know Me personally I don't mind Flipping popular samples Of course But don't bite That's I I feel like that's the only thing That comes out of sample snitching Unless you're flipping it To the utmost extent Yeah why? Why? Why do I have to tell you what I use? Why? Yeah. Why, am I, why am I telling you? And it's in between me and the me and the people. Yeah, and I mean, who sampled like that website too? Because you'll find like whoever sampled like such and such too. So it kind of gets people into like uh, bad water for a bit too. Like lawsuits coming in. Like Facts. Ed Sheeran, he was going for the most because of that little sample that people from Marvin Gaye's uh, team were talking about. And yep. I mean, he beat the case too. So it's like. I feel like it can affect anyone like at that moment too. And like, even if you try your best to kind of keep the samples to yourself, like there's always someone who's going to preview the way, you know? And the crazy part is, Ed Sheeran's a huge artist. Yeah. What about, what about the little guy? Yeah. Luckily, and this is, hold on. <laughs> Disclaimer. Disclaimer. This is not legal advice. Please do not take my word as bond. My word is regularly bond, but if you are going to sample, understand that they will look, but if it's not making money, it's not going to make sense. Yeah. Facts. Honestly, if you look, you, you've heard my discography. Yeah. There's a lot. There's a lot. Yeah. But right now, I'm still on a smaller level. So until it becomes a problem, it's not a problem. Yeah. But... Like I said, this is not legal advice. Make sure that you get your entertainment lawyers. Bit of game for y'all. Get an entertainment lawyer on deck so that when it does happen in the future, and God forbid, I don't want y'all to get sued, but like 
if your project is successful, let's hope it is, then for sure you're going to have to deal with this somehow or yeah. someday. Yeah, no, 100%, man. You know, I want to get into this upcoming project uh, for a bit too. So mm. what can fans expect uh, for Behind the Light and what's the creative process and inspiration uh, for that project? Ooh, Behind the Light. BTL, Behind the Light. Um, this album has been a joy to make. Like, um, this is actually the follow-up to Concept City because Concept City is the first full album that me and Switch put out. When it comes to the album, um, it it just made sense. Like, our recording process is very unique. It's like, usually throughout the year, we'll just fuck around, record, and then after that, there'll be these times where we enter this flow state. And in that flow state, every single session, two plus joints, mandatory. And it's not even because we're making it a thing. It's because it's just happening. And like when it came to the making of this album, a lot of like the whole thing was recorded in the span of a month. And then after that, we had just like our references. So we had the overall concept for the project. After that, shout out to the homie Eric Gordon, working on a lot of different projects right now, as you can see, he's working with. Running gun, he's working with Jordan, he's working with fucking oh my god, shout out to all the homies <laughs> working with uh Spenny, they just dropped the project Osmosis, but also engineered behind the light. And we've been engineering the project from I think the first day was December twenty eighth. So last year. We had it ready from recording November up until that point. So that last day. And yeah, from there, we've just been perfecting the project, adding the bits and pieces that it needs, transitions. Um, and yeah, like, because it's just been a culmination of all the work that we've been doing, this is like the most polished effort. And because of all the hands that are in the pool, whether it be on the side of the actual, like, the sequencing, uh, how we did the listening, having people give their feedback, Actually, you know, going to people that we fuck with, showing them the music a bit early, um, getting these sponsors, putting together this show, like this whole thing is literally just to showcase, yo, this is us. We're not new to this. We actually do this for real. And um, great that you brought that up because um, got to give a quick little shout out to the homies, uh, Switch B fucking Eric Gordon for all the work that we put into putting this album together. We got some crazy features from Bex. We got KO Strat. Um, and yeah, like the show that we're going to put on is going to be, it, it, it's going to be amazing. It's going to be amazing. Like the listening was just like a precursor. And the fact that we got J.O., we got Return to Forever, which is KO Strat and Switch B. We got beat sets so people are going to be using their SPs throwing down we got Eric Gordon on that we got Mike Fate B on that we got fucking Degree on that and we got Doom Girl spinning the whole night it's going to be at the 3030 3030 Dundas West make sure you got to come out to that June 22nd June 22nd behind the light that's the show so yeah I'm just excited because um, 
this is the first time I've been able to really exercise a full rollout for a project. And I guess because everything just been working out in my favor, I'm just grateful for everything. And this album will really show you a bit of who I am. Uh, I guess a bit introspective. It gets deep into different situations I faced or different things I've had to ponder growing up, uh, different trauma, uh, different relationship experiences, or even just like me in my truest form. Like I'm not boosting. Like this is real music because it's coming authentically from me and not from any other type of space. Nah, 100%, man. And we'll definitely tap that in. I think as soon as like the pod drops, you know, like more people are going to get tapped in uh, for the events. So stay tuned on that, man. But, uh, <laughs> you know, to speak more on like other stuff like Phantom Opera, mm. Ghost, and like Long Live uh, King Casper, what were like those creative processes, inspirations for those, tra- for those projects? So it's funny. So like my timeline, I'll, do you watch One Piece? Uh, I've seen like here, some stuff here and there. Have you seen Naruto? Uh, I mean, I'm not like a big anime guy. Like I'll sick, see like some sick, stuff. Sick, 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 yeah. sick, sick, sick. Okay. So I would say there's a time skip essentially in terms of like the creation of my albums. And the reason why I say that is because Long Live King Casper was the last album I put out on that type of... um Releasing that way, I guess. The reason being is because I learned a lot. And all those projects were literally just me doing my thing from home. So the only project that I had prior to what I'm going to be releasing um, in June that was like properly like mixed and mastered, uh, looked over, whole rollout was probably just Elixir Plus, and that's because we had it mixed and mastered. But other than that, um, yeah, a lot of this was just off the strength of wanting to make music. So when it comes to me, I don't really just like making singles. I usually make bodies of work because I go through time periods where I like making certain things. And based off of that, it's usually a different variety where I can have like a pool of songs and they'll come together because I made them within the same time period. And yeah, like when it comes to albums like Long Live King Casper, that was all my production. Uh, Same thing with Phantom Opera. Um, Those are the only two that I fully produced. Then after that, you go into my other albums where you have Elixir Plus that was fully produced by Switch, but that was more of an EP. Concept City, fully produced by Switch. Um, The Climb Up was actually a collective effort. So I have some of my production on there, but there's production from the homie Switch, uh, Fate, and yeah, more. Um, But in terms of like, yeah, how we went about making my stuff, it would just be me grinding with my home studio that I actually invested into from fucking 2016. So I made some upgrades along the way, thankfully. (laughs) (laughs) But um, yeah, no, I was just hustling. I was just hustling. I was like, yo, all these guys have projects. Why can't I just release, you know? Nah, 100%, man. And, you know, like, releasing them from your own, like, record label too, like, not to, like, a signed label, like, not to a manager, you know, to your own label. Like, it's always key to have that 100%, Best. like, uh, money uh, from there too, you know, 
you know, basically you're gaining like a lot of money more from doing that from your own label than doing it from anything else too, because you own all the rights, everything else too. So just speaking more on that, what's it like running and maintaining uh, Ghost Town Records, an independent record label? Ooh. It is work. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, it's cool because it's like, I never really thought that um, I'd find myself in this type of space, but it only made sense. And that's only because I was able to have the opportunity to do uh, some work with Manifesto and their music business program last year. Um, I am in school for business administration marketing. Um, there's just a lot that made sense in terms of adding to my assets. And like when this was first created, it was kind of more out of necessity because all the homies, we all have like-minded goals. And because we all came together for this one thing, and we have so many other shared um, aspects of ourselves that we fuck with. We were just like, okay, let's really put this together. And because I was already, um, I guess, having the ball roll a bit, when we came together as a unit, you'll always see them around. Okay. Like, just like you've seen at the, at the listening. Yeah, like, 100%. everybody is on their, on their J-O-B Fucking getting shit done. Uh, actually, on the label right now, we got two producers. Uh, well, three including me. So we got Heartbeats. We got Malibu Black, aka Saddam. We have myself. I usually go by um, the Phantom for all my production. Um, then after that, we have myself as an artist. So Ghost for RJ. We got Matches. We got Kyle Genesis. And we got Focus. Um, all crazy MCs. Uh, Focus is actually a singer as well. Does Afro beats, and we're also in the process of incubating and adding some, uh, I guess, resources in terms of like my knowledge for marketing, doing consultations and all that stuff. Yeah. So that'll be rolling out soon. Um, but it's really cool because as I'm teaching or as I'm offering my services in the label, it's really helping me as well because. This is from the ground up. It's an independent grind. The only way to do it is to actually put time into investing into yourself. Yeah. And when you learn how to do things better, then moving forward, because this is something that we founded, I can delegate what I need to delegate properly because I have an understanding of how it works. Yeah. So, yeah, like I just knew that if I'm doing anything moving forward, it has to be in collaboration, it has to be in partnership. Yeah. Or it has to make sense because I wanted this to give us our own generational wealth. I wanted this yeah. to give us our own opportunities and generate our own income, do our yeah. own things. Yeah. You know? Not 100%, man. And, you know, you've done like a lot of other stuff too, like in that aspect of fame, like even like performing at the Elma Combo. You said it was like one of the greatest memories that you've ever had too. So tell me more about that backstory of you performing at Elma Combo and how, how it was like the greatest memory in your life and even with that experience as well. Um, I'll say one, one of the greatest memories I've had, but it was just crazy because it was like, I guess post pandemic, I didn't really do too many performances and I guess as it eased out, uh, last year when I performed at the Elmo Combo, 
it kind of was just like a reassuring thing. It was like, whoa, like, this is what you're made to do. When I seen the room full at a venue where all these legendary artists used to perform at, I was like, wow, like, this is fucking crazy. This is actually crazy. And being out there with the homies, like, we actually had uh, Kyle Genesis from the label up there with me, as well as Switch B. And, yeah, it was just like, you enter a different type of, different type of state of mind when you're when you're out there killing shit and you can see that you're making an impact, you know? So the impact from seeing the people in the crowd really resonated with me and allowed me to pursue more performance goals moving forward this year. So, yeah, like, definitely shout out to Unity for getting me for that event. And, um... I would say another dope one would be opening up for Socrates oh, this true. year. That was a, that that was amazing because it was two and one. It was like yeah. Socrates. Um, I didn't grow up with him. Actually, Cap, I did grow up hearing his tracks. I didn't know who he was until I was educated moving forward. True. So when I was developing the style, he was Switch. That was one of the core Toronto MCs that he was showing me about. And... When I seen that we had the opportunity to do that and also at a, a breakdance competition, which is only the second one I seen like in real life to this day, it was like a two-in-one for me. It was mm-hmm. like, wow, this is an amazing experience going out and seeing the community, being able to perform for the community. And then later on, seeing Socks open up and do his thing to the tracks I fuck with. Yeah, crazy. Nah, 100%, man. And... I feel like we've already got like other questions as well too, but I want to get more into your stage name. Yeah. Like, how'd you get your stage name, man? So funny enough, <laughs> um, I was a little shithead. So I had the name Ghost Boy before I started making music. And that's because like, before I started making music, I was more of an artsy, an artsy kid on my, on my uh, <laughs> Instagram influencer Fucking trying to be like I had like the whole setup where like you can see the page had a whole like color scheme and everything. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I should take the tips from back then and apply it again. Yeah. But um yeah, no, it was mainly just for um I guess the fact that people would see me around a lot, but they didn't really know me like that. So I was kind of just like a ghost in the background. So I was like, yeah, I'll call myself Ghostway. Yeah. And it honestly uh, just made sense when I started making music to just add the RJ because I was like, okay, ain't no way that like you're just gonna come yeah. to me and just call me Ghost Boy, even though people still do that, which is yeah. cool. But like, I yeah, yeah. Um, I just developed the name and same concept for the label, like yeah. Ghost Town Records, because yeah, that represents basically represents Brampton, yeah, and the fact that you don't hear about the praise coming from there but this is where all those spirits live this is actually a ghost town this is actually like something that you've never actually seen but you're gonna you're going to hear about it somehow yeah no most definitely man i mean casper too like no one would know casper because they would only know casper the friendly ghost casper tng you know so (laughs) yeah man like i got i got what you mean man and 
like I just have, you know, some of these other questions are for a bit too, but uh, knowing that you've accomplished a lot at 22, mm. do you feel that you're comfortable at where you're at in life or do you feel that there's more to accomplish? Mm-mm. I don't even think I accomplished that much. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't yeah. shit yet. I ain't shit yet. But I am still grateful because yeah. for what I have accomplished so far, definitely like shows me I'm doing well yeah. because my whole thing is with all the mentorship I've gotten with all the people I've been able to learn from and tap in with, it's a disservice to them if I'm not able to push a needle. So yeah, that's all I can say to that. Yeah, man, most definitely, man. And you know, how do you even like feel about like the whole Toronto GT music scene uh, right now? Do you feel like there should be some changes on where the scene should go to, or do you feel like it's fun the way it is? Uh, so, I guess I have no problems with the music scene right now. I think it's actually really dope. All the different artists that are coming out. Um, I would say there needs to be more infrastructure. There needs to be more coming together in terms of, like, not just people, because we have a lot of pockets of people that come together, but we need to have communities start bridging gaps. We need to start seeing a lot of these core places working in unison in order to really take the industry for Canada up a notch. Because I feel like based off of the demand, based off of how many artists are actually out here, based off of how many opportunities are available, people need to be in the know of what's going on. And yeah. I've had, I guess, I've been able to benefit from seeing all these pockets of communities, yeah. but we need to have more spaces where yeah. they're together, which yeah. is why I'm even doing the show. Like, like, apart from the album, this is also to bridge the gap in between the production scene in terms of people doing beat sets yeah. as well as live performance yeah. and having them in one room. Yeah. So like, yeah, like we just need to have more of these types of events, more of these hybrids where we're getting all these people in the room to yeah. actually develop the infrastructure within yeah. the music scene right yeah, now. Definitely. I mean, there have been some people that have tried to do it, like Rolling Loud with Rolling Loud Toronto. Like they brought the Toronto street rappers with the conscious rappers from people like out of Canada and all that. And then, mm. I mean, DJ Academics, too, like, with that whole, like, uh, live stream, uh, like, some years back with some of the rappers. But I feel like there needs to be more to be covered as well, too. Like, the underground scene, like, the production scene, everywhere else, too. So I feel like everyone should benefit, like, not just only, like, one aspect of Toronto in that sense, you know? That's exactly what I mean. Because in terms of the representation, I feel like there's definitely a lot lacking. Um, There is no representation for the underground scene in Toronto. And that's because... It's very hard for people in the ends to jump onto something that doesn't look like it's going anywhere right, like, yet. And it's shocking because to think that you have to have already had the perception that you've made it in order to, like, get support from your hometown that you're native to is ridiculous because you don't fit this one mold. So... That's what I mean by creating infrastructure. It means creating opportunities for all of these different spaces. That means that, like, the indie pop kids have something to do. The rappers have something to do. The R&B singers have something to do. Everybody has a space to where they can thrive because we're all supporting each other's networks in order to create a foundation for the infrastructure. Yeah, uh, 100%, man. And 
Do you have any uh, regrets in your life overall, or do you regret nothing? <laughs> uh, fuck that. I, I regret nothing. Uh, true, what the true. fuck? <laughs> <laughs> nah, I got you, fam. Like, 100% too, you know, you can't live with regrets. You know, always live for the positive. You know, either way, you know. Yes, sir. You learn for everything. Yeah, man. Lose your losses. Regardless. And do you have any closing remarks you'd like to say or, like, plug in, like, any socials? Yo, what's good? My name is Ghost Boy RJ, a.k.a. King Casper, a.k.a. The Phantom, owner of Ghost Town Records, and I'm going to be dropping an album June 23rd called Behind the Light. Uh, like I said, fully produced by Switch B. We're going to be doing a show to launch the whole project called Behind the Light as well. Shout out to... TD for funding. Shout out to Unity for helping us put it together. Shout out to Loud Army for helping us with some more of the funding. And all the different vendors, all the different sponsors that we have. Thank you as well. Um, it's definitely been a pleasure being on the platform, dog. Uh, yeah, bro. Heal me. <laughs> <laughs> now I got you, man. But, you know, before we go... We want you to do a freestyle uh, for the people out there. You know, like I know you yes, got the sir. bars. I know you got the energy and all that. Yes, sir. I know you have to top. Uh, you got to top the other one that I had uh, just recently. So, <laughs> you know, you got to spit that fire flame, you know, and I know it's going to be your favorite, you know, either way, you know. Yes, sir. <laughs> what we getting into, man? Woo! <laughs> Y'all know what it is. It's close for RJ. Shout out to Socks, yo. Is money you love? <laughs> Yo. Yo. Come on. Yo. I tend to keep it honest. Refining talents with a bit of polish. Deep inside my thoughts, I peep the silence. Why I spend my time reflecting on the coming shine. But yeah. Ain't no second guessing the second coming. Who's really running the game? We brought a John Blazing. Put them all to shame when I know they hearts cajun. Behind personas lapping niggas, I hit them with donuts. It's so nuts how we grow from the game. Time shits when expressing the pain. But yeah, many men make a wish, many men make a difference. It's a different type of life when you live through the vision. Popping pistols keep the catalyst for how we kill them. Shit. On the verge of a change in the system If you never even thought I wasn't a contender I keep it colder than the freezer Chillin' in December Cause we got it whenever, wherever Really just pick a date uh. Raise the stakes if you know the bar is high uh. Our instrumentals, niggas finna glide But uh. in the city picture how this rose Grew from the concrete that came from the cold Only came to conjure up flames for the cold uh. Temper changing through temperature checks Cool out, roll a spiff and then we reconnect uh, The state of mind that kept me living easy Seeing Saga side in the nighttime Niggas know that we might shine in the face of a threat B-Town baby, only made for the best Cutting Taylor so the flavor stands apart from the rest Either way the people know that we blessed One hand up and the fist to the chest Niggas run a check is while we finna double for chess Yes so double up if you ever doubted the product, leaving me at ease. Niggas know that we got it. Uh, formless like Almine, peep the highlight through the replay. Performance deep in the cut like a DJ. So bust us on the freeway, they hear me speak. Yo, we tweaking this gold. Using nothing but the alchemy to perfect the mold. Might have told the people about the problems that came from success. Yo, forever on the quest. The flag is still with the sweat and the flesh of a god. Stories fulfilled through the test. We compete for the eyes, nigga. Yes, sir. <laughs>
man, we can't hear the e fool. They don't even know all the things that we do. So, yo, we just kick it like kung fu, like you never seen the moose shoe. But who's that? Who's who? If you wanna see me, come and peep the stool work. Niggas know we gotta get it, cause I got my footwork in, like it's happy feedback. And I brought the fleet GTR forever in the back, and I'm standing clear. Niggas know that we got the fire standing here, nigga. <laughs> yo, yo, Ghost Boy RJ, man, you know, thank you for dropping that flame fire for yo. a bit too, you know. That was all heaters, flames right there too, you know. You'll definitely see the freestyle and everything else on the pod as well as on YouTube and everything else too, you know. Gotta dab you up out one more time, oh, man, sure. regardless, you know. For so, sure. yeah, man, this is Josh, also known as Yashum. Episode 35 for Tila White Talks, you know. You'll see it on every other platform, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Buzzsprout, yeah. much more YouTube, you know. You'll probably see the freestyle like in together too, you know, so you'll definitely see a lot. And yeah, give that five stars if you're on Apple Podcasts. And yeah, man, definitely tap in. Episode 35, TLY Talks, signing off. Peace. You're.